0: The role of the church differently
1: Aber was ist, wenn wir die Aufgabe der Gemeinde anders betrachten? to
0: send some fantastic people to serve in government
1: Fantastische Leute in die Regierung hinaus zu senden.
0: What if the church was sending some of its people into the business world?
1: Und was wenn die Kirche Leute in die Geschäftswelt hinaus sendet? What if we were sending young people
0: into the teaching profession?
1: Was wenn wir junge Menschen als Lehrer aussenden?
0: then another important Institution in society is media
1: Und noch was wichtiges in der Gesellschaft sind die Medien. Your church is at a very important milestone right now. Eure Church steht jetzt gerade an einem sehr wichtigen Meilenstein.
0: Could you please close your eyes for a moment? Don't worry nothing strange is going to happen. I just want to take you on a small and short trip in your fantasy. Imagine yourself being in a room together with your family. You're sitting or standing there and all around you are people who are close to you or at least are related to you as a family. Just take a look around in the room and look at each face that is in there and imagine yourself the atmosphere that is in there. What does it feel like to be together with your family. Who is standing close to you? Who is standing a bit further away from you? What is the reason why are some people close and why are some people further away? And as you are imagining this this family atmosphere, the door opens and some people come in who just want to say a word to your family. There is, for example, the teacher of your children. What would your teacher, would the teacher of your children say to your family? Or imagine your grandmother entering the door, walking slowly up to you, and what is she saying about your family? Or imagine the waiter who was serving your family last week, what would he say about your family? Just try to feel the atmosphere in the room and um, then we're gonna finish this small experiment. You can open up your eyes again. Thank you for being part of this small fantasy adventure. The subject of today, the title of the message is Imagine our family would shine. That's why I started with the imagination. How is your family feeling? What is the atmosphere in your family? Imagine your family would shine like a light around you. In this series, we've been talking about shining in different areas and ways of our life. Let's have a look at a verse in Matthew where Jesus says, You are a light in the same way. Let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds and praise your Father who is in heaven. Let's take this sentence and fill in some other words. Let's say, in the same way, let your family shine before others, that they may see your family life and glorify your Father in heaven. What would it feel like if your family light would shine, family life would shine as bright as a light around you in your neighborhood? What would it feel like? This is the question I asked myself preparing this message. When I was imagining what's going to happen if people enter the room like my grandmother or the teacher, I was thinking to myself, what would this teacher say about my family? I imagined myself, the teacher would say, wow, your kids, They are the best kids I've ever had in my whole teacher career. In all the 40, 50 years that I've been teaching kids, these kids are the best kids. That would be shining bright, you know? Or I imagine my neighbors coming over, ringing the bell at the door, and they would say, Hey, you're such a gorgeous family. I just really want to move in with you. I'm not happy being your neighbor. I want to move into, you, into your house. I want to share the kitchen. I want to share the bedroom with you. I just feel so cozy with your family. And by the way, tell me about your Jesus. I want to know more about him. Maybe that would be the atmosphere when people come close to you and they see that, you're shi- that your light is shining, your family life is shining. In reality, often it's a bit different. Uh, at least in my family, I don't know about yours. Um, just in uh, spring vacation, we were together with uh, Leo, Susanna and their kids. We were in a restaurant having dinner in an Italian restaurant in Italy. And uh, one of my small boys, he, he started to do some, some magic tricks, you know? And he t- took a glass from the table and he said, imagine I would fill this glass, which is empty now, with Rivella. And you know, in Italy, there's no rivella. You know about rivella, the Swiss drink? So in Italy, it doesn't exist. It was nowhere around. He said, I can do it. I can do a magic trick. He went under the table and really came up with a glass half full of rivella. And everybody was astonished. How did he do that? We said, Louis, how did you do that? He said, it's a very easy trick. You just go, you slid under the table, I opened um, my trousers, I peered into the glass, and here it is, the Rivella! <laughs> and uh, it was so embarrassing as a parent. You just sit in a nice Italian restaurant, having dinner, waiters around you, and your son just pissed in the glass where everybody around would love to drink. So that was, yeah, that's, that's family life, you know, your life shining bright. Family life (laughs) shining bright for a waiter. (laughs) This is the funny side when family life is a bit strange, but sometimes it's not that funny. Just uh, two days ago, my wife and me, we had an argument and um, we had a really tough argument. My wife was crying about for one hour and um, yeah, we really had a, a tough time. And in the afternoon, we wanted to go into the swimming bath, the public bath, and she, she put her thickest sunglasses on just uh, to cover her swollen eyes, not because, because I had beaten her, just because of crying. I was telling the story at 11 o'clock service, and one guy came up to me, I didn't know you were beating your wife. That's why I uh, just specify a bit more here in the, in the international, just because she cried, you know. So we came there, and I knew it's, it's the, the, the public bath where, where we live, in, in the same village, and I knew it would be just uh, 100% that when we entered, we would meet someone we know. And it really happened, we just entered the bath, the public swimming place, and before we even settled our stuff on the floor, there was just a family running up and, hey, good to meet you. And uh, it feels so strange if everyone just feels in the first moment that something is weird with the Zebra family, you know? And uh, if you take the glasses off, they will see it. If you leave them on, it's strange. And I was standing there next to my wife and I knew, yeah, it's because of me, she cried, yes. This is our story, this is a, a black day we have. <laughs> so this is sometimes family life. Or also in church, when you stand, when I stand in the lobby, someone is opening his life and his heart and trying to share about their life and their troubles they're in. There are two boys hanging on the, on the trousers and just not resting. And, and everybody sees this guy doesn't have any authority about, above his kids. They just don't listen. That's so embarrassing, you know. This is also family life. Imagine our family would shine is, is, a, is a, big, a big challenge. But I think there's nothing more beautiful than, than a, a wonderful family shining bright for the Lord. And, and a family is actually something that is in the image of God. God is a father who sent his son. So we know it's, it's the image of God to build a healthy family. If today we talk about family, I'm sure every single person sitting here um, has a family. Maybe you don't know them, and maybe you're not very close with your family, but just the reality that you exist tells me that you have parents. You know, that's a very simple thing to, to know. <laughs> there were once in, upon a time, <laughs> there was a man and a woman, and the rest is history, and sitting here. So you, you have a family and maybe you're not very close to the family, but um, there are some family situations which are really challenging also today in this room. And I know if we talk about it, it, it goes deep in what you feel today. And that's why I know it's, it's, uh, it's so important that we talk about it and stretch uh, for a big vision and try to, to build a healthy family that shines bright. The people of Israel, they entered the promised land. And when they entered the land, Joshua was the one who who raised the flag. He was the one who went in front. And he gathered the the people of Israel around him, all the tribes, all the 12 tribes. And he challenged them about one specific point before they even started to build up their new Israeli Israeli, um, nation. He said, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And the people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God and obey him. He challenged his people before they started to build this nation in the Promised Land to make one thing clear, clear whom are we serving? And for me, as a father, as a father of a household, it was very important to, to make this clear with my wife. Even before I married her, I asked her, is it all right with you that we will serve the Lord for the rest of our lives? So the first point is for me, is culture of honor. Our family serves God. It's a culture of honoring God for who he is. Yeah, it's a a good picture. (laughs) The Lord, our God, we will serve and his voice we will obey. This is what we believe as a family. God is our number one for everything we do. Everything we we do as a family is is on this foundation of serving God and honoring him for who he is. Jesus is the beginning and Jesus is the end. We as a family, we want Jesus as our foundation and we want to reach the goal of eternal life. Our kids, me and my wife. So this is the first thing we did in our family. So many people who sit here, they, they believe the same thing. The question is how do you do that? How do you culture um, serving the Lord? For us, it's the most important thing that we, our kids build up a personal relationship with Jesus. We pray with them every day, every day before they go to sleep, we pray with them. And just a, a few days back, we had a big decision to make, uh, my wife and I, for, for um, yeah, concerning a lot of money. And we took our kids, we invited them to our table and said hey let's let's um, just listen to what God is saying about this decision. And for them it was normal because we started to do that with them even two three years ago when they were three years old. Just before they even were able to speak well. They, we wanted them to, to start listen to God's voice. And that's how we do it. We, we open the Bible with them. We try to find uh, Um, ways how they can approach the biblical story, how can they know God better. We are a family who wants to tithe, we want want that our finances show that we serve the Lord. That's that's, um, a very important thing to us. For us also, we are part of God's family here in ICF. That's the second point, culture of honor for us means our family is part of God's family. You know, if you start to believe and follow Jesus, the Bible says in Ephesians 2, from now on, you are not strangers and people who are not citizens. You are citizens together with those who belong to God. You belong in God's family. So sitting here in the church and declaring that the church is your own family, that makes you feel rich, no? If I look around here and if I imagine ICF being my family, I feel so blessed. I feel so rich. And it's just a decision you have to make. It's a decision that you move from being a guest to being family. And it's a biblical word that tells you you are part of God's family. The question is, who is your family? That's why we decided to be part of a small group where we can say, this is ICF, this is our uh, god 's family here in Zurich, you need to know just when you imagine your your um, physical family, you need to know who is your church family. Just make it clear who is that. We are very um, very strategic in going to church it 's not just because i 'm a pastor, not just because I have to do it, you know. It's just, it was before I went on staff on church that we decided we are part of this family and this is a culture of honor towards where we come from. How do you live that out? You know, we have small groups and all the time we, we we spend our free days together with friends. Not every free day we have, but we decide when. And uh, I just brought you a picture. We go hiking with our friends from church, uh, from small group. Last spring, as I told you, we went on holidays with the, with the bigger family. And um, we, we spend time together with the church, not because we have to, because I'm a pastor, but because family. Church is our family and it matters to us. It's a personal, personal thing for me. It's not because I have to do it, you know. I want to play an active part with my family so the church can reach its goal it has on this earth. If your part is missing, something is missing. If your family's part is missing, something is missing in the goal we have as a Christianity. And in the same way, in my reaching my goal, The church is the biggest help I can ever imagine. The people I just showed you, like the bigger family, the Winklers and many, many families in church are our biggest encouragement to reach our goal as a family, to love Jesus until the end of our days. You know, that's what I live for, to be part of a family. And it's not about just my four little family, no, the four of us. It's about being part of a bigger family. The third point of honor for me is about culture of honor. Our family is part of a big family. You just see a picture of part of our family we have. And it's not just about the four of us. We have a history where we come from. In the Bible in Exodus 20, it says honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. If you say God is first, and then say, I honor my parents. This is already two of the ten commandments God gave us. And it's two commandments who make, make consciousness in yourself that you have a history. That you it's not about you, it's about a bigger history. It's about God's history and it's about the history where you come from. I just want to take you into my family picture album. Some photos. On the left, top left you see my wife's parents. Joe and Susanna, and on the right you see my parents, Martin and Magdalena. These two couples, they had kids, each of them three kids. You see my wonderful um, suit I'm wearing there. That that was apricot, you know, that was my, my graduation in church. So I was the only guy who was wearing an apricot dress. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and people had really curly hair at this time. This was all natural hair. My sisters are still proud of it until today, that they had so curly hair. So this is, this is uh, the two people in a red circle. We found each other where? At church, because we both were committed to this church family, we found each other here. And we came together and we started a family. God blessed us with twins, as you saw before. John, on the left, and Louis, uh, six years old right now. And if we talk about family, it's of course the four of us, but it's still our sisters, like on the right side, my two sisters, they both have families. And on the left, you see my wife's sisters, and they also do have kids. So this on the big screen is the family that I am part of, um, more than just the four of us. It's a big family. And I know not for everyone, everyone here, it's the same thing. Many of you have an international background, maybe your families are even a lot bigger, maybe they live far away. But my point here is, I want to be a, a guy who honors where I come from. I want to live for a bigger purpose than just for the four of us. This family still really matters to me. There is a, um, a Swiss doctor, his name is Remo Largo, and he has written many books about education and he said, large families with numerous children and relatives have become small families with one or two children and only lose family ties. The family threatens to gradually lose its original emotional and social stability that is extremely important for children. What he's saying um, further on in his book, he's saying our culture here in Switzerland, we are so rich that that as a a little family of four people, you are able to go through life just for yourself. Because one salary is already enough to to nourish your family. That's why all the other people of the family just fade away and you're by yourself. He says 40% of women who take care of their family in Switzerland suffer from from, um, depressions or exhaustion just because family in the mind of a Swiss is a small thing. You do everything by yourself, and if you have too much, then you, you use the, the society, you use state, um, governmental, I don't know how to say it, you just use what, what the government is giving you, it, just because uh, we don't live the big family vision. And I think this is a big challenge we have. My wife and I, we said, the picture you saw with our family tree. This is still our family and we, we want to move together. We will move together in the same house with one of her sisters and the house will be just next to the third sister. We will be three families who will be moving together in November because we have a big vision for having a family that shines bright in the village we live and this is more powerful if we do it together. The culture of honor for me also means that we encourage uniqueness in the family. As a father of twins, <laughs> you just experience the same thing all over again. You say, yeah, we have twins. And people uh, looked in our baby couch in baby wagon and said, what? They are different. <laughs> you say, yeah, there are twins who are different. And um, it's, it's a natural thing. Remo Largo, the guy I just... Um, uh, read to you, he, he, the doctor he said, if you go through all the studies about education, about growth, there is one thing that always stays the same. Every single child, every single person is unique. You cannot say this is the norm and all the kids have to get there. My vision and the vision of my wife is to, to help our boys to develop their uniqueness God put into their lives. We want to be part of what God is doing in their lives so they can be who they are. And uniqueness is something we have to honour and we want to honour. I can show you a video now, uh, introduce you to a family, the family Kerlin. They are part of the family ministry here in ICF. And they just share about how they live out the culture of honour, honouring uniqueness in their own family.
2: für mich war es sehr schwierig, Ehre, Respekt und Loyalität bewusst zu leben. In der Theorie habe ich das sehr gut verstanden, wie ich das haben möchte. Aber in der Praxis das umzusetzen in der Ehe und auch mit den Kindern war für mich ein sehr langer Prozess.
1: Ich fand auch in den ersten Ehejahren war es nicht so einfach mit uns. Also wir mussten uns wirklich auch ein bisschen aneinander gewöhnen und auch die Andersartigkeit voneinander schätzen und nicht ähm, uns als, ähm, ja, als Konkurrenz zu sehen, sondern als Ergänzung.
2: Ich dachte immer, wenn die Kinder dann kommen, ich habe da sowieso alles im Griff, ich bin der Vater, ich weiß alles, ich kann alles, und sie sind die Kinder, sie lernen dann alles und müssen dann alles. Und dann habe ich gemerkt, dass sie eigentlich ein sehr krasser Spiegel sind, Was Ton betrifft, was Einstellung betrifft, was auch Respekt, Ehre, Loyalität, die drei Dinge, die ich immer eigentlich fordere, dass ich die auch leben muss und nicht nur sagen kann, ich möchte das, aber dann, wenn es darauf ankommt, mit ihnen unfreundlich bin oder vom Ton her nicht korrekt.
1: Ich denke, das ist so eine grosse Chance in der Familie, einfach diese Sachen zu lernen, weil wenn man das nicht lernt in der Familie, dann hat man es nachher
2: wirklich auch schwerer im Leben. Jetzt von der Situation her die größte Herausforderung meiner Vaterschaft war, als unsere Tochter über ein, circa ein Jahr oder noch länger wirklich extrem Mühe hatte, mit ins Bett zu gehen. Es war wirklich sehr hart und auch sehr lange und sehr zäh. Und wir haben da erstens mal uns als Ehepartner finden müssen, wie wir jetzt damit umgehen. Wir haben dann endlich mal die Zeit genommen, auch im Gebet Gott zu fragen. Wir kamen eigentlich viel zu spät. Eigentlich sollte man immer zuerst Gott fragen und dann hätten wir uns ein paar Monate gespart. Und da kam zu meinem persönlichen Erstaunen schon sehr viel raus, dass ich zuerst mich ändern muss. Es ging dann darum, dass man ihr ähm, Worte der Wertschätzung zusprach, wie man mit ihr sprach, umging.
1: Mit der Zeit habe ich das dann immer wieder gemacht und ich habe gemerkt, sie ist richtig. ähm Ja, sie ist glücklich ins Bett gegangen. Ich habe gemerkt, es hat sich sehr viel in ihr das geändert hat mit der Zeit. Ja, sie hat es richtig aufgesogen. Und ich habe gemerkt, einfach auch wenn sie momentan vielleicht nicht äh, super ähm, ins Bett geht, sie ist trotzdem ein gutes Mädchen. Und sie ist trotzdem. Ähm, ja, Gott hat so viele Sachen in sich hineingelegt, dass es gut ist. Und dass, dass wir Eltern, unsere Aufgabe ist, auch das rauszuholen zu und das Positive, also die Wahrheit, eigentlich auszusprechen.
2: Die wichtigste Zutat, finde ich, ist Humor. Humor hast, Gutes
1: Essen. Ja, wie dich. <lacht>
2: genau. Man muss auch mal lachen können über Sachen und nicht ja. immer alles satirisch ernst nehmen.
1: Für Uns ist es sehr wichtig, einfach die Ehe zu pflegen. Also, wir haben schon seit unser erster Sohn auf die Welt gekommen ist, haben wir gesagt, wir machen Date Nights, wir werden in unsere Ehe investieren. Es ist einfach schön, nicht nur Eltern zu sein, sondern auch ein Ehepaar. Wenn man ein Team ist, man ist so viel stärker als Eltern. Und die Kinder, die machen es auch besser, sie machen dann besser mit, wenn sie merken, die Eltern sind ein Team.
0: Ja, die kellyn family as you heard in their story, it's sometimes not that easy to, to find a way to, to develop uniqueness in, in the children. And I think you can never forget about also the marriage you have, develop uniqueness for the wife and also for the husband. For my last culture, it's uh, the culture of growth. I hope that the family, the Sieber family, will not be the same family tomorrow as it is today. So this is a culture we want to live. Uh, Sarah and me and our kids, we want to go step by step. We want to be, become closer and more like Jesus every day. So it's it's a culture you have to live and to settle in your family. We want to grow because you will always change. You know, if as I get older, my hair is changing, the belly wants to grow and I have to do everything about <laughs> keeping it the way it is. Um, you always change by yourself, but the question is, where are you changing to? Where are you developing, in? what are you developing into? And this is what we want to be um, intentional about as a Zebra family, we want to become more and more like Jesus, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3:18, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit." So the Spirit of God will tell us um, how we can develop ourselves. For me, it is very important that, that that we can develop, that we can grow as a family. So my kids will see a father who can apologize in the family. They will have a father who will say, I'm sorry because I know I'm not perfect. They know I will have to do my steps to become more and more like Jesus. The Bible talks about two ways of education. The first way of education is that God educates the human. And this will never stop also with me as a parent. It will never stop with you. I will go step by step more and more like Jesus until the end of my days. And the second way of education is the parents educating children. And this is actually the same thing, I'm trying to be a father who helps them become more and more like Jesus in their life. And they will need more help at the beginning, but one day they will be responsible for themselves and I hope they will have learned from me and my wife how to live their life to become more and more like Jesus. This is why the first point in our marriage and in our family is so important. Jesus is number one. I invited Daniel Groff, he is um, a pastor and uh, the leader of the Ministry for Families and Marriage. I invited him to come up and inspire us about the family ministry in ICF. Welcome, Danny Graf. Oh, hey. your, family su- uh, your family name sounds so funny Graf. Ruff. Graf. Graf. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You and Monique are the leaders of ICF Kids and also the marriage and uh, family ministry. What is, what is so exciting about that? Why are you doing that?
3: Um, I believe that uh, when a couple, a married couple, a healthy married couple, or when a uh, Jesus-centered family, uh, I believe that they have a really big impact in our society. And this, for me, is uh, enough motivation and uh, be excited to doing this, that job, yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, if people are here and they want to grow as a family or grow in their marriage, what kind of offers do we have as a church? What can they... What can they take as a
3: help? Yeah, we have a lot of opportunities and the biggest ministry is our kids and youth ministry. And for the kids and youth church, we have celebrations every every weekend. And if you are um, a couple and you think about getting married, then I invite you to our uh, Ready for Marriage course. Uh, The course starts always in spring and in autumn. If you are already married, and uh, you want to have a fresh touch in your marriage, then I invite you in um, marriage counselling or a marriage coaching, okay? Um, And another thing that we have, we have started in spring uh, a society family course, and the goal of this course is to help parents in the everyday crazy life with the kids. And the last thing, but it's a really nice thing, um, if you are a single mom, uh, we invite you uh, warmly to have lunch once a month with us. And in this lunch, you uh, have community with others in the same situation. You have, uh, uh, yeah, you have good community and you can learn a lot, I think. Yeah, I hope uh, this is good for you. When you need some more information, come to me or go to our website. So good. This is really good for us. Thank really you good. so much. Yes, <laughs> Thank really you. good. Your
0: English is great as well. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Dani. Martin Luther, he said, not the cloister, but the family is God's school of character. So it's not about retreating yourself from everyday life, but really digging into it. And you will have dirty hands. It will cost you some uh, energy to build up your family. But it's going to be worth it because it's about your family tree. The question is, what is your legacy? I showed you my family tree, you have your own family tree. The, what, what is the same thing for all of us, it's in our hands to do something about it, to leave a legacy, to say we will leave a legacy that shines bright in this society. Even if you have a healthy family, it makes already a big difference in Switzerland. It takes It saves so much money if a couple stays together. It saves so much energy for the kids, for the couples if a family sticks together. You cannot imagine, or I cannot imagine what that costs, that we abandoned the value of family in our society. So already, if you take care of the people around you, you are making a big difference and your light is shining bright. I want to finish today the way we started. I want to take you back in your family situation, in your room, and um, as I go back, the light that is shining bright there, you can close your eyes and just dive into the same imagination you had at the beginning. Jesus I know you are here today and you are the healer of what is hurt. You are the one who who paid the whole price that we can have life even at points where relationships are dead. You are the one who gives us vision. Maybe our families are far away. Maybe the people in the room we are imagining right now, that they live very far away. But Jesus, you have ways to give us a healthy and relevant family here in Switzerland where we live. And I just invite you, Jesus, to enter every family situation this afternoon. As you sit on your chair with the eyes closed, I believe Jesus will enter your imagination right now. Just take a look at the door where he comes, where he enters the room, and just take a close look what he's doing. Try to listen to his voice, what he's telling you. About your family what he's doing in there I will be quiet for just a minute and leave you with Jesus who just entered your family situation some situations I feel like a deep heartache of loneliness and I see Jesus entering these situations not coming alone just Jesus entering and bringing along people and I believe Jesus is going to bring people into your life maybe they're not part of your physical family but Jesus will add them into your family room friends new friends people who will be close with you, people who will be encouraging you to reach the goal and finish the race with Jesus. I bless you in the name of Jesus that you will see in the next weeks that Jesus will fill up your family room. In some situations I see Jesus picking up pieces of relationships that are broken see that he takes every piece in his hand and puts it all together again so the jar will be fixed and it will be able to to contain new fresh water new energy new life and I bless you today in the name of Jesus that everything that is broken all the relationships that are broken that Jesus will bring forgiveness That he will fix also your heart again this afternoon jesus heal our hearts this afternoon family has such a big potential because we are close and we we open our hearts but it also has a big potential of being hurt because we we open ourselves as ne- as nowhere else and jesus encourages you this afternoon to be vulnerable again not to be afraid to open your heart Jesus, I give you my heart, I just long for healthy relationships. I bless you also with with vision and clear vision for family. Maybe it's not your situation that you're a parent now or in a relationship, but I bless you that you can carry a vision in your heart that will will last even when you get to know the right person at the moment when you're gonna be a father or a mother that it will be a foundation that you can step on and I encourage you to live these cultures already now because your future is designed by your present I bless you that your family tree can be a family tree of blessing the Father says in, in His Word that if, if we love Him from all our heart, we will have blessing in hundred generations after us. And I bless you that the passion you have and the love for the Father will be visible in your family for a hundred generations after you. You are a shaper of your family tree. We have a wonderful God of miracles. We have a God who brings brings life into every death situation this afternoon.